What is up, guys? Alex from Creates here. Welcome back to the Creates podcast. Today, I have a great episode for you. I think something that a lot of people need to be reminded of. But first off, I have an exciting, exciting announcement for you. And that is the fact that the Creates podcast is now on YouTube. If you are watching this on YouTube, this is the first episode that is coming out on the YouTube platform. But this is actually episode 61 in the series. We've done a whole bunch of episodes. And I have actually been filming them for a little while now, but I haven't actually put the video anywhere. So now I'm finally embracing the, uh, the, the video itself and making this a video podcast as well. Now this will still be on all of your favorite podcasting platforms as a audio only podcast, but now it's on YouTube as well to help people be able to search for it better and all that kind of stuff. Because frankly, podcasts kind of suck for that side of things. It's really hard to search and find things. Um, so I'm using the world's second biggest search engine to, uh, to work on that. And if you're listening to this on audio, um, you can go over to the YouTube channel and you can comment on the videos, on the episodes, because that's somewhere that I can actually reply to comments directly on the episodes themselves, as well as at anacreates.ca slash podcast when you find the episode that you're listening to as well there. So you'll also find the video there if you want, it'll be in the thing. Anyway, you'll find it there. Uh, thank you so much for all the support. It's absolutely amazing. And I'm really excited to start uh, diving deeper into the video aspect of this and seeing where this can go. Um, obviously right now it's just getting started, but let me know in the comments what you'd like to see and, uh, and topics you'd like me to cover as well. And if you're new to the podcast because of this uh, brilliant idea of, of putting it on YouTube, then by all means, go check out previous episodes on your favorite podcasting platforms. I have lots of great information there as well as great information on anacreates.ca um, with podcasts, with all my videos of my main channel, which is Anna Creates. Um, so go check those out if you're an aspiring producer engineer and want to learn more about making music and the in-depth workings of music and all this kind of stuff. That is what I talk about. All, all things production and engineering and editing and pro tools and productivity and all that kind of stuff. So Thank you for joining me here. The other thing that I'm going to be doing is I will be putting out the new episodes uh, at the same time as I put them out on audio platforms for the moment. Um, but I am also going to be uh, going backwards as well and adding some of the older episodes onto the channel as well to kind of build up the back catalog of stuff. So be sure to check that out. If you're new here, you will see back episodes as well come to video. Um, I've, I've haven't done all of them. I don't have all 60 in video, but I do have a handful that I'm going to be putting on here as well. So keep an eye out for that. But without further ado, let's dive into the actual episode for today. And that is, I'm talking, I want to talk about embracing your unique sound. And this is just something that I find a lot of people shy away from more, definitely more than they should. And this applies to artists. This applies to engineers and producers as well. As an engineer or producer, you have your own sound. You have your own unique instinct and you have sound, you have sounds that you like to use. You have uh, genres that you like to pull from inspiration that you like to pull from. Same as with artists. It's just a different side of creativity. You're taking artists that are already bringing you stuff and you're working on it from there, or you're making beats or you're whatever it is, you have your own sound or things that you want to play with. But when you're working on tracks, uh, when you're working on things that maybe aren't in your wheelhouse as much, that's totally fine, but you're going to bring your influence and your gut instinct 
into it, and that is your unique sound. Now, if you're if you're newer to this, you may not know your unique sound yet, and that's totally fine as well. That is where, you know, I've made videos on this before um, about finding your unique sound, about doing covers to help uh, figure out what it is that you like to do. When you cover something, you kind of uh, put your own twist on it. So by doing that, you start to learn what you like, the sounds that you like, the way that you mix, whatever it is. Depending on where you're aiming, you will find things that are unique to you. And and, um, you know, that eventually will become your unique sound. And as an artist, you also have that. What is the genre you like to do? What is the amalgamation of different influences that you have? You know, sometimes it seems very strange that you like these different genres, but you put them together. But frankly, that is exactly how new things come to, to light. That's how the world is filled with so many different genres and subgenres and different takes on everything. You know, back in the day, it was hip hop and there was rock. And now you've got rap metal and hip hop beats under metal guitar, like just all these kind of things. And people decided, you know what? I like this. I'm going to do this. And other people heard it and were like, I like that too. I'm going to do that, but with my own twist on it. And you know, that's, that is part of what makes your unique sound you. And then what, uh, what else inspires other people? People will be inspired by that and that's great. And they'll take their, that and do their own twist on it. But the thing that I find is that a lot of people, artists, producers, and engineers, I'm not going to say that every time, but that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about all of the above. But what I find is that uh, creatives um, don't always lean into their unique their, their unique sound. They try and shy away from it. They think, no, it's too weird. It's too odd. Nobody likes it. Um, I need to be more pop. I need to be more mainstream. I need to um, not embrace it fully. And that is so, I, I, I think that hurts you definitely more than it helps you. You know, the thing that people, th they think that they need the right sound to attract listeners or to attract labels. And what they end up doing is just watering down their own creativity, their own sound for something that they probably don't even like making that much. Because every time that you put something out, every time that you come up with an idea, if you don't love the idea, but now it's something different than what you love in the first place, then somebody else adds something that gets it further away from where you want. You know, if you're an artist and you sign to a record label and then they want to shift your sound a little bit, if you've already shifted your sound to even get their attention. And now they shifted even further away from where you want to be more pop and more what you want. You're now two degrees or three degrees away from what you actually enjoy making, which is not ideal. You know what? I mean, you are not going to enjoy making that. And as an artist in this industry, you know, art artistry and creativity is our own expression. And if you don't even enjoy that expression, then what's the point really? I mean, yes, you know, if you're up in the top or top upper echelon of, of artists, you can make a lot of money, all that kind of stuff. But if you don't enjoy making it, then it's no better than just working a, a nine to five job that you don't love anyway. You know, um, this is supposed to be fun. This is supposed to be for you as an artist, a creative outlet that you can do forever because a lot of creatives, they do what they do because they love doing it. And then they also have to make some money at it so they can continue doing it and, and focusing on it, but they do it because they love it. And, you know, you find that a lot with engineers and artists and, and a lot of engineers actually started out as musicians, not all, but there's a ton that you hear to start out as musicians and then try in their quest to try and figure out how to record themselves. They fall in love with the art of recording and the art of, of making people's music. And then they go, well, I really like this. I want to do more of this. So then they start making other people's records 
and they actually just enjoy that even more. You know, one of the best songwriters out there, one of the best producers out there is Max Martin. And he's in a band that basically nobody's heard of. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's They're not huge. But yet Max Martin himself has written, you know, he, he is top 40 radio, basically. You know what I mean? So in the pop world, he's massive. Yet his band is just kind of his own thing. He likes to do that. He has fun with it. It's his own creative outlet. Um, and then he gets to exercise different parts of himself when he writes for these big artists and these big pop hits. I'm not saying that's inauthentic. It is him. And from everybody that I've talked to that has actually worked with him, that is, it's, it's just, it, it is him and he loves doing what he's doing. So, you know, he's leaning into it and he has created this empire of songwriting and of massive hits, um, because he leaned into his authentic self. So you have to enjoy what you're doing. And if you're changing your sound to try and attract people, I really believe that the inauthentic, inauthenticity shows, um, people are attracted to authenticness. People are attracted to, to that sound. If you believe in it, they're attracted to that. You know, have, uh, if you're selling something and you don't love what you're selling, if you are a Bible salesman and don't believe in the Bible, you're going to have a hard time trying to sell somebody a Bible. But if you really believe in that, you're going to have an easier time dealing with the rejection because you still believe in the product. You still believe in what you're trying to sell. So obviously religion is, is very different, but, um, <laughs> but the point is, is that if you're not hundred percent behind your own craft, how are you going to try and sell it to other people? How are you going to try and sell it to fans? not even selling it physically, like actually buy it from me, but how are you going to sell the performances? How are you going to really bring your all to the performance? If you don't believe the words that you're singing, if you don't believe what you've written, if you don't believe the genre that you, that you're doing, you need to believe it. You need to believe it with every ounce of your soul, basically, uh, because that is how people are going to see that. And people are going to connect to that just as much as they connect to the songs themselves. If they don't, if they don't think you're being genuine, then yeah, you're not gonna, it's not gonna work. Um, and depending on how far removed you are from being genuine, they're going to notice that, you know, like I said, if you shift your sound to attract a, you know, a producer or an engineer or, or a, a label, and then they try and shift your sound a little bit more. And each time they, each time it gets shifted, they are, you're getting further and further away from what you genuinely enjoy making it's going to get less and less authentic and you're going to have a harder and harder time. But when somebody shifts gears because of their own, they, they believe and they want to shift, that will be uh, the most authentic and people will embrace it wholeheartedly. Think about Taylor Swift. Um, you know, she was a country artist. She did country. She wanted to shift and she put it, put out uh, 1989, which was a pop record. And it sold off the shelves. It was amazing. Yes, she's massive. Yes, she has a lot of fans. But she, because she authentically believed in that shift, she doesn't just put out another country record because she's a country artist and she has to do that. No, no, no. She shifted. She went to pop because she wanted to try it and she genuinely wanted that as an output and it was genuinely her. That showed and the sales were massive. Even though she was not a pop artist before that, she was a country artist before that. And then she shifted and she did a folk record recently. And that again, flew off the shelves. Why? Because it was authentic. She believed in it at that point. If she put out just a, a, a record that she didn't believe in, just because folk music was the thing, it wouldn't have worked nearly as well. I don't believe. I believe it's because she it's authentic and people can just feel that. People can vibe with that. And it's so, so important. So you have to find your unique sound and your 
um, what you genuinely believe and your gut instinct and people will follow. People will find it and people will enjoy it. It might take a little bit longer. Yes. If you're not the pop, if you're not the exact thing that, that, you know, radio is looking for, or that the playlist is looking for, whatever that the main, I should say that the main playlist is looking for, um, you know, the top 40, whatever it is that people like to shove in your face. Um, those things might not be looking for your sound, but that's okay. It might be a slower growth, but in the end you will enjoy creating it more. And I believe you'll be able to find a more hardcore set of fans. If you're really off the beaten path and there's, there are fans out there that, that like what you do, then they will, they will be attracted to that and they will be hardcore fans because they're like, Oh my God, I finally found an artist who blends X, Y, and Z genres together and created something that I've always wanted to hear. You know what I mean? Because you hear that a lot with, with a lot of artists is they just genuinely make what they want to make. And yet those are the guys with the biggest fan bases. You know, I, I, I talk about them a lot, but bring me the horizon. They've changed genres all over the place. They were, you know, death metal and now they've gone really pop and then they have, you know, they still add the metal in there, but they've just continuously shifted because that's them. That's what they want to try. And yet their fan base just continues to grow and follow them. Yes, they lose people along the way. Sure, the, the the people who just want death metal, they don't like it as much. But the people who genuinely like Bring Me the Horizon are following them the whole way through. So that just shows you genuinely people are attracted to authenticness just as much because it's still got your unique sound in there, even if it's changing genres. If your genre, it just, it influences everything you do. And you might not even realize it. Um, the biggest thing is that you probably don't realize your own uniqueness. So when you're trying to shift it and trying to, you know, oh, that's my thing that I do, but I'm going to shift it over here. You're probably thinking about the wrong thing, but when you actually, uh, just follow your gut instincts and, and do exactly how you feel, it'll follow you. I believe that, you know, there was an interview with, uh, Derek Wibley from some 41. And when they were working on one of their last records, he had this song and the, uh, he brought it to his manager and he said, yeah, I have this song. I don't know what to do with it. It's not really a some 41 song though. And the manager listened to it and he was like, what do you mean? It's not a some for, well, it's different. It doesn't have the right sound, blah, 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 blah. And the manager said, no, 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 this is amazing. And you're going to, it is a Sum 41 song. You just don't hear it because it's you, but, um, but it is. And it ended up being like one of the first singles and it was a massive hit for Sum 41. <laughs> you know, he didn't even realize it. And he's a, he's a professional. He is a guy that's been doing this for years. He's honed in his sound. He knows all of this stuff. He, and, and yet still he didn't hear that in himself. He didn't hear that in that song because he doesn't even realize a hundred percent what all of the different aspects are. So he thought it wasn't right, but it was, and people, uh, people loved it. You know what I mean? So there's a whole bunch of examples like that, but the most important thing is, is that, you know, you, if you enjoy something, you might not think people will enjoy it. You might not think there's an audience out there for it, but the internet makes the world a small, 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 small place. <laughs> and once you get out there, yes, like I said, it might be a slower growth, but once you get to those fans, they will become fans. And, um, you know, nowadays more than ever, you can make a living with a certain, a, a small set number of fans. And out of 7 billion people, there are probably a few people that are going to enjoy what I'm not even probably, there are definitely a few people that are going to enjoy what you do and what you authentically do because that's just the way that it works. <laughs> there just, there are people that will enjoy this. Have you've probably listened to music before and you're like, who likes this? How is this something that people like? And yet 
tons of people love it. So that just shows you it goes the other way. If you don't enjoy something and there are tons of people who enjoy it, there's definitely people who you just don't know yet that will enjoy what you do. And you might not be surrounded by them. You might think that you're an outlier. You might think that nobody likes this because you don't know anybody that likes this. You know, if you like metal and yet none of your friends like metal, you think that you're unique and you're the only person that likes metal. But there's enough metal bands out there that you enjoy that obviously can make music because there's enough people that like it and they will continue to make music because enough people seem to like it. You know what I mean? So you, you, you don't realize if you're, uh, finding your sound, you don't realize that you are, your unique sound is going to be, uh, people will enjoy it. There are people out there that will enjoy it. I can guarantee it. You have to get, you have to get in front of them, but the internet makes that easier than ever. So you have to lean into that. But if you truly believe in the sound that you're making, you can sell that. You can get those people. You can put it in front of those people. The tools are there. And if you believe it, you will put money, you will put time, you will put effort into it. And people will be attracted to the authenticness of, of you selling it. And when I say selling it, I don't mean literally door to door. I don't mean like a typical sleazy salesman, but you're just going to exude that energy of, I believe in this product and you should too. I believe in my music. You should too. And you, if you like it, you're going to really enjoy it and it will get in front of those people. It's, it's a weird energy of the world that that's how it works. Um, it, people find things that they enjoy. So yeah, there are definitely other people out there. Now, like I said, you might have some really weird genre and that's okay. There are people that will enjoy it. Like I said, that's okay. You might not be the top selling artist. You might not get signed by Universal to be their top, uh, their top guy. Does that mean you can't make a living at it? No, I truly believe that you can, uh, with, with things like Patreon out there now and YouTube and all these things, you can get it out, out in front of people. YouTube's algorithm is amazing. Um, you know, if you have some weird taste, you'll find things on YouTube that you're like, I didn't know this. And even Spotify and all these, these algorithmic they're, they're good at finding the fans for the artists. They really are. It's, it's kind of weird, but anyway, once you get in front of the people, they will enjoy it. And when you have fans, when you have true fans, they will be wanting to support you because your weird, authentic sound that you think is so weird. Nobody's going to like, they're going to like so much because nobody's ever heard of it. So if you're, if you're thinking, well, nobody's done it before, that's probably a good thing. Then there's probably people out there who want that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Not it's never been done before because nobody likes it. No, no, no. It's because nobody's done it that nobody can like it because nobody's made it yet. So you have to make it. You have to make your unique sound and people will like it. Um, you have to find them, but they will like it. Things like Patreon, you know, there's a, there's a thing, um, a thousand true fans. If you can find a thousand true fans and remember the world is 7 billion people. A thousand people is not a large number. Really. Most of us probably have a thousand friends on Facebook. So you obviously got to go beyond that, but that's not a lot of people really. Um, in this day and age, at least a thousand true fans. If you can get a thousand true fans who pay you 10 bucks a month, which is a typical subscription, you can make $120,000 a year. Like, that's amazing. And that can definitely sustain you. And most small artists, you can find a lot of artists with 10,000, 20,000, a hundred thousand fans, a hundred thousand listens on Spotify, all that kind of stuff. And you can grow beyond that, all that kind of thing. But all you need is a thousand feet people who really believe in your sound. And if you can find those people and if you can get your music out there because you authentically believe in it, 
then you will find those people and you can make, if you do it right, obviously this goes back to being a business. And I've, I've talked about this in a previous episode about how as an artist, you have to think more like a business than just as a, as an artist doing this for the art, because you need to get it in front of those people. You don't just make it and people will come. You need to get it to them. Um, that's not, I'm not saying that if you put it out there authentically, that'll just bring people in it you know, there is help with algorithms and YouTube and Spotify and all that kind of stuff, but you still need to put in more work. You need to get those fans. You need to have those fans believe in you and really see the authenticity as well. Um, just the music alone, maybe not won't do the whole thing. That's not going to do the whole job anymore. You have to stand out above the noise and get to those people so that they can genuinely be attached to you as a person and as an artist. But if you really believe in what you're doing and you really love making what you make, then you'll find stuff to help attract them in and you'll find things to share with them and they will enjoy what you do. Um, you know, there's a lot of people who are artists and they embrace their, you know, nerdy side of playing video games and stuff and their fans love it. Their fans are like, yes, absolutely. Maybe out of a hundred thousand people that are fans, 10,000 of them will like that. And the rest of them are like, I don't want, it. but 10,000 people out of that, that's fine. And you're helping that subset of people and you know, they're enjoying it and you're going to find different people out of your whole fan base and the fan base that you can grow will be attracted to different parts of your personality and different parts of your life. If you're, if you're allowing it to be out there and allowing it to be a part of your music journey. So again, is all over the place in a way, but it is, uh, if you genuinely enjoy and genuinely believe in what you're making, people will be attracted to that. And, and you don't even know what the part is that they're going to be attracted to. You don't even know what exactly it is that's going to attract them to you yet. But if you're authentic, they will be there and, and they'll find a way and they'll tell you probably. And then you can lean into that even more and go, we love that you're super nerdy. Why don't you play video games? And you, you know, streams video games and they, they love it. You know, there's tons of stuff like that. So, um, there's a million different ways, but you have to be authentic for this to happen. I genuinely believe. Um, so, you know, one of the, uh, one of the things that people have said to this is, yeah, but there are artists out there who are singers and not, um, not songwriters. So how can they be authentic with their songs? How can they do that? Absolutely. And there are tons of songwriters, the songwriters behind the big things, they put a piece of themselves in all of that. So that's genuine. And you can tell when it's genuine in that way too. But the singers that are just singers and are performers and not uh, songwriters. So it's like, you know, the disconnect between, well, the songwriting isn't there or they have co-writers or whatever. Those people enjoy the performance just as much. That's their outlet. That's where they get to be authentic. They find something within the lyrics to create a really good performance of that work. And that is their authenticity. That's what you're attracted to. You're attracted to the fact that they can make that song sound and appear the way that you see it and hear it. Um, and that's where they're being authentic. Their authentic self isn't in the songwriting. They're not, they don't enjoy the songwriting. So they're not going to, they're not going to bend over backwards and, and kill themselves trying to write a great song when they're like, that's not my authentic self. That's where they're going to cut short and not bother with because they enjoy singing and they enjoy the performance. Other people, they are hell bent on writing. That is their performance. That is their authentic self. That is their passion. So they are going to, uh, you know, they don't want to work with co-writers. They want to only do it themselves. Producers, they like producing. They are, they are, you know, not the artists, they're not the forefront, but they enjoy the production. And so their authentic self comes out through the production. Engineers, same thing. As an engineer, I love engineering. I love finding the right sounds to help the artist 
bring their vision to life, to help the producer bring the vision to life. And that's where, you know, again, it's authentic. I do the sounds that I do. I find the sounds that I find for the songs that I'm hired to do. Um, and for the most part, it's genuine and it's, and it's authentic because I enjoy those genres or I enjoy the, the art of making the sounds and trying to find those sounds, that kind of thing. Um, so it all comes out in different ways is what I'm saying. And some people that's songwriting, some people that's performing, some people that's songwriting and performing, some people that's producing, some people that's engineering, some people that's producing and engineering and songwriting and the whole package. They just, that's what they do. Obviously the more that you do the, you know, the different stuff you're going to have to help get help with from other people. And that's totally fine. Um, depending on how niche your stuff is and how quickly you can turn it out. Maybe that's where you have a smaller audience who are really dedicated. Who knows? There's a million different options. But, um, but I believe, you know, same thing. The people that are big are authentic to themselves and the sounds that they create. Um, big examples of this, and this kind of proved my point is, um, Nickelback. People hate, uh, love to hate Nickelback, I guess. Um, but from everybody that I've talked to that's gen that's worked with Chad, um, Chad loves what he writes. Chad wrote what he, what's authentically him. And it just happened to catch on and be massively popular. And he created that sound on rock radio and he just does what he does. People are always saying, oh, they just write radio rock. But in a way he created radio rock because it was just what came out of him, what he authentically enjoys and the sounds that come out of him. And now it's cliche, sure, but it's because it's just what he does. And people say it's cliche. I, sh I shouldn't say it is cliche. People say it's cliche because they just, they love to hate on it because it's so popular, but it's, it's genuinely him. And I believe that's why it became so popular because he truly believed in it. He was a starving artist doing this, truly believing in it. Another example of this and more, uh, more recent is Billie Eilish. Nobody was doing Billie Eilish before Billie Eilish was doing Billie Eilish, okay? And if she tried to, uh, you know, sing out more and not be so... She has that very quiet sound in a lot of her stuff um, where it's like almost whispering. Uh, you know, if she tried to, you know, oh, well, all the big singers are out there like belting their lungs out, I have to do that. She didn't do that. She went, you know what? I like doing this kind of vocal. I love stacking my vocals. I love all these vocal layers. I love singing, I, you know, in this style and with this style of production and it's me and my brother and we love doing this and blah, 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 blah. And so they did what they did and authentically they did what they did and they got one of the biggest records on the planet. Now she's one of the biggest artists on the planet doing exactly what she loves. Yes, she might shift her sound, but I believe it's more for her. She's like, I want to try new things. I want to do that. And there's lots of bands that do that. Lots of artists that do that. And, but I believe it, it shows, like I said, with Taylor Swift and bring the horizon and, and all these different bands, they try different things. And in the moment, they genuinely are in curious and trying it and authentically trying it for themselves. They might end up with at the end of the record going, yeah, that wasn't, that's not going to work. I don't want to do that again, but I'm happy I tried it. I did it and genuinely did it and authentically did it in the moment. You know, nobody was doing Billie Eilish before Billie Eilish. And if she had shifted what she was doing, I don't think she'd be who she is today, but she didn't try and pander to what was popular and what was big and what the labels might want. And she did what she did and that attracted people more than it would have if she actually tried to water her sound down to be more uh, suitable to pop radio. And now she's massive and all over pop radio 
with a different sound because it's genuinely what she believed in. She can sell that so, 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 so well. And she can deal with the hate easier. She can deal with the the criticism easier, all that kind of stuff. Um, because she believes in her product, which is her music fully. Um, so I, I think that's very, very important to note. So obviously there's no guarantees if you do what you do I think it'll get you more success. And I think there's more opportunity than ever to have success of some description. Being a top 40 artist, maybe not. If that's not what you're attracted to, maybe not. But you can make a career and continue to do your art. And if you genuinely want to do art for the sake of doing art, I believe you'll be able to make a career out of that. Um, And, you know you just have to lean into what's authentic to you, whether that's being the biggest artist in the world and you don't care about anything else. And so, yes, you can make that work in performances and whatever, or whether that's being a producer, being able to have an outlet of production and engineering and songwriting and all this kind of stuff, and maybe have a smaller artist, a smaller audience because you're doing your genuine, uh, your thing. And, and, but I believe you'll be able to make a career out of it if you do it right. And if you really do lean into what you believe in, you know, you see that a lot with, with startup companies as well. The founders genuinely believe in exactly what they're doing and they do what they do for nothing. They are living under their desk there. You know, you hear that time and time again with the big companies and that just because they believe in it, they genuinely believe in it and it's them through and through. It's exactly what they want. You know, Elon Musk, he believes in everything that he's doing not purely for making money. I mean, I'm sure he likes the money, but, um, but he believes in everything that he's doing. So he pushes it to the edge and he pushes every ounce of his being into that. And it's now become what it's become. People are attracted to it, (laughs) right? People are attracted to him as the founder of Tesla and the CEO of Tesla, um, and believe in him just as much as they believe in the company and exactly, and all the things that he's doing. So again, another example in, in all different walks of life everywhere, I believe authenticity is your key to success. If you actually lean into your authenticity, you will become successful in whatever your means is because you believe in it and you're willing to push and do the things that you have to do to get to that success. And you won't, be the most important part is that you have longevity. Yes, you can do, you can do things in short term. Absolutely. You can, you can be fine with it and go, ah, it's fine. I'm ending what I want to do, but to have a long-term career, that's the important part. Uh, have a long-term career and not get burnt out after two years. That's where you need to be authentic to continue this, to be able to do this for a long time. Um, that's, and, and at the end of the day, that's what you want to do. You know, if you are really, really popular for something that you don't enjoy doing, and then you have to do it for another 20 years, you know, imagine the, the guys who write massive songs. If they don't like those songs, then they have to play them every single day, a massive hit and they don't actually like it. And then they have to play it every single night on tour for 20 years and they don't like it. Well, then what are you going to do? Like, if you don't like it from the get-go, you're not going to like it. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you like it from the get-go, at least it'll last you longer. Maybe at some point you'll get a bit sick of it, but, um, but that's fine. That's, you know, people change, but y- you're going to have a longer career, uh, and be able to do it longer and genuinely be able to do it longer. If you just lean in on your gut instincts at all times and at, at your authentic self and your authentic choices, uh, and just don't try and water it down. Don't try and, and move from that. Just be authentic.
So hopefully that gave you some ideas. Uh, hopefully that kind of reminded you to, when, when in question, lean into your gut instinct. And I believe if you just continue to do that, it'll pay off long-term and give you a long-term long -term possibilities, long-term career options. It might be slow to get going, but I believe you can and you will find uh, more success than you would crashing and burning, doing something inauthentic. You might get more success faster, but you'll, you won't be able to sustain it long-term either. And it's, it's just not going to work. So that is today's episode. Thank you so much for listening and for watching. Again, we're now on YouTube, so go check out the YouTube channel. You can find it through the Anna Creates uh, YouTube channel or just search the Anna Creates podcast and you'll find the channel. Um, it's obviously brand new, so I don't even have the URL yet. Uh, so go check it out and subscribe if you haven't already. Leave a comment on these episodes and be sure to uh, tune in every week for a new episode. But that is it for this episode, guys. Thank you so much for listening. I will see you in the next one. Until then, always be creating. Thank you.